Good afternoon, all. It's nice to see you. For those who might be joining us on the live feed, it's very nice to see you, only we can't. And the thing you need to know is that the thermometer says it's now 27 degrees in church. I think it's about five degrees hotter than that outside. So I think we're going to try and cut a few verses of hymns and things because singing all the verses heartily is a bit like hard work. Similarly, if you find it's easier to sit at points where we might normally be bouncing up and down, I don't think we see any disrespect in that. Be practical, and that goes anyhow for people who find it hard to stand for any length of time or to sit up and, st sit up and stand down. You know what I mean. <laughs> if that is difficult, we are quite happy for people to sit. Good. Um, reminder that there are notes in the bulletin. Please take that away. And Adrian would like to remind you, so would I, that uh, Discipleship Explored begins in September. Details there. Other things will be happening too. Um, other activities are available. So let's begin with a hymn. Can we do three verses? We'll see. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Grace and peace be with you. And keep you in the love of Christ. And together we pray. Father of glory, holy and eternal, look upon us now in power and mercy. 
May your strength overcome our weakness, your radiance transform our blindness, and your spirit draw us to that love shown and offered to us by your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. As we sit or kneel, we call to mind our need for forgiveness, our failure to be and to do what we should be and do in God's purposes. And so we confess, Heavenly Father, we have sinned in thought, word and deed, and have failed to do what we ought to have done. We are sorry and truly repent. Take of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us. Forgive us all that is past, and lead us in his way to walk as children of light. Amen. <coughs> Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy on you and set you free from sin, strengthen you in goodness, and keep you in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And we join in the angels' hymn of praise. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. It's the ninth Sunday after Trinity, and this is our prayer. Almighty God, who sent your Holy Spirit to be the life and light of your church, open our hearts to the riches of your grace, that we may bring forth the fruit of the Spirit in love and joy and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And we have our reading. The first reading from the Old Testament is taken from the book of Jeremiah, Chapter 23, verses 23 to 29. Am I only a God nearby, declares the Lord, and not a God far away? Who can hide in secret places so that I cannot see them, declares the Lord? Do not I fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord? I have heard what prophets say who prophesy lies in my name. They say, I had a dream, I had a dream. How long will this continue in the hearts of these lying prophets 
who prophesy the delusions of their own minds. They think the dreams they tell one another will make my people forget my name, just as their ancestors forgot my name through Baal worship. Let the prophet who has a dream recount the dream, but let the one who has my word speak it faithfully. For what has straw to do with grain, declares the Lord? Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces? This is the word of the Lord. reading from Hebrews chapter 11 beginning at verse 29. By faith the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried to do so they were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched round them for seven days. By faith the prostitute Rahab because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets, who, through faith, conquered the kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning they were sawn in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted and ill-treated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised since God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. This is the word of the Lord. Listen to the Gospel of Christ according to St. Luke, chapter 12, from verse 49. Jesus said, I have come to bring fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo, and what constraint I am under until it is completed. Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. 
From now on, there will be five in one family divided against each other, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He said to the crowd, when you see a cloud rising in the west, immediately you say, it's going to rain. And it does. And when the south wind blows, you say, it's going to be hot. And it is. Hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. How is it that you don't know how to interpret this present time? This is the Gospel of the Lord. O oh God, help us to listen to your word with understanding, to receive it with faith and to obey it with courage. For Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. I can almost hear people saying, that doesn't sound like Jesus. Well, certainly not like my Jesus. And... That's a concern that I want to talk about. You've heard people say, perhaps of a child, oh, in a world of his own. Quite nice in a child, isn't it? They're so taken up with something. It's not what you want of your doctor or the policeman or a good many other adults, actually because then it can be a bit dangerous. Donald Trump has been in the news again. I mention this just to keep your blood pressure up because I realize you might be nodding off at this point. Not that I want to make a comment about Donald Trump. Uh, that wouldn't be appropriate in the pulpit because that could be an abuse of the fact that he can't answer back. But I think he's a good example of something which is becoming more and more common. The idea that rules only apply to me when I want them to. You know? Do you have things that you shouldn't have taken away? Well, yes, but it's different in my case because. Now, he's not the only person to have said it's different in my case because, and we'll come back to that. A bit closer to home, you'll find it in our own politicians too. And again, the disclaimer, I don't want to offer any comment about them or their policies or their relative merits. But I think it's interesting that both Rishi Sunak and Liz Truss are not talking a lot about recession or fuel bills or even about what would be a fair wage increase for city slickers, CEOs, train drivers, or anyone else? Again, it's not about them. It's about the fact that we expect different things of what people talk about and how they behave. And it seems that we now don't expect politicians 
to live in quite the same world as the rest of us. And we don't expect them to talk about the issues that actually concern us. This is not entirely new. Let's go back to Jeremiah, first lesson. That's quite a long way back. Uh, no, I won't ask you to date him. He's about 6th century BC. And you can do the sums how long ago that is. Jeremiah spoke mainly before the defeat of Judah and the exile, the biggest disaster of the Old Testament. And he was unpopular because he told the truth, uh, warning people that they were going to be defeated when everybody was saying, no, 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 God's got a special deal with Jerusalem. Jerusalem can't fall. Jerusalem fell. We can't go into exile. We're God's special people. They went into exile and so on. But what he was saying was warning people that God knows the truth. And God knows who isn't telling the truth. And in that case, it was a group of people who called themselves prophets when Jeremiah was the one telling the truth. And the other group was saying, what would you like me to say? Yes, good times, yes, God's on our side, yes, everything will be fine, yes. Not true. Not popular. Well, yes, it was popular, but it wasn't popular in heaven. Second lesson, Hebrews. Chapter 11, God knows who's kept the faith. Quite a fun activity sometimes to go through all the people mentioned in chapter 11 and see if you can identify them. Some you have to remember what they did. Gideon, Barak, Deborah. Oh, you can go and do your homework then, can't you? <laughs> Others of them you have to identify the name. Shut the mouth of lions. Yeah, okay, some of you have got that one. But it's a wonderful long list. And the point is, yes, God knows. Whatever was said at the time, whatever the official spin was, whether there was a D notice on the news at the time, God knew. And God also knows, nice line there, everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles. Yes, all those things that trip you up. Nice way of looking at sin. So, all right, God knows. Now, let's go back to Jesus. I have come to bring fire on earth. Luke 12, 49. Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. Luke 12, 51. Now, I will tell you, you will probably tell me, that you've got to take that with other passages. You've got to put that alongside and say, okay, but he also said. And that's true. Jesus isn't 
looking for trouble. He's not spoiling for a fight. He's not trying to make an example of somebody to make everybody else a bit frightened and more likely to toe the line. But he is predicting conflict. And while we might not want to hear that, it is important and it's true. At the same time as he points the way to love, forgiveness, and unity, and he does point the way to love, forgiveness, and unity, and that is a very important part of the message, and I'm not contradicting that. But at the same time as he is saying those things, he is perfectly well aware that there are people who do not want to face the truth and who will not face the truth, and who will go on doing everything they can, however destructive, not to face the truth. If we're being completely honest, we're not all that good at facing the truth ourselves. Well, halfway, but not all of it. We can talk about faith, but if we're being really honest, we have to admit that there's a certain feebleness about uh, how we apply it, or maybe where we apply it. We can talk about having a measure of understanding, but come on, isn't it true for most of us that there are things we are quite happy not to find out about things that might require more of us or things that might paint a picture which is little less flattering than we'd like it to be the photoshop of my spiritual image yes well let's not go there jesus predicts conflict and you know the story, and you know how it worked out. Jesus, who preached forgiveness, love, and truth, was betrayed, unjustly condemned, executed as a criminal. But that wasn't the end of it. And the Gospel writers note it down because it continues to have an importance. And it still has an importance in the 21st century. So where is the clash now? Well, you can go and do your homework and find out more examples, but let me just give you some suggestions. The world says, be what you want to be. Do what you want to do. Set your ambitions high. The world is your oyster. Christian faith says, okay, but guilt and shame may be warnings that you should listen to, not barriers to overcome and ignore. God shows the way. It's a good way. But he also warns of judgment for those who really won't go that way. Or again, number two, 
The world says there is no big story. If you like theory, the word is meta-narrative. There is no overarching thing. So make your own story. Define for yourself success, meaning. Paint your own picture and put yourself in the center. Christian faith says, well, it doesn't quite work like that. The story of God is one in which everyone can have a part. But it's God's story. And we are not in charge of writing the script or even our own dialogue. Or thirdly, let's have a last one. The world says, nobody loves a loser. Cheat if you can get away with it. Christianity says, all can know love and forgiveness and that sort of life success, but only, yes, only, by opening up to God's reality. You see the conflict. It's there. It will always be there. It will be stated in different terms. The things that get thrown at you may vary from time to time. But there will be things thrown at you on occasion. We live in a world where people are trying to pretend it's not like that. Where news is what you spin it. Heaven doesn't see it that way. God has 2020 vision, knows and remembers, mercifully, lovingly, absolutely accurately. Plenty of people around us pretend. We pretend a bit ourselves. Let's be honest. Sometimes we notice the lies that are going on, or the little evasions, the colouring in in slightly nicer colours. Sometimes we notice the hostility, and we say, where on earth does that come from? I was only being helpful. Why did I get that? But we have to recognise what's going on. Let me close with some words in the Gospel. Two bits in Luke 12, 57 and 56. Yes, I'm going backwards. I do things like that. We must judge for ourselves what is right. Jesus says, why don't you judge for yourselves what is right? Don't just take it because it's on the telly. Think. And talking about the weather, a very topical subject. When it blows from the south, it'll be hot. Yes, remember that bit? You know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. 
How is it that you don't know how to interpret this present time? You're warned. You're told. There is a reality that God knows. And there are all sorts of imitations specially made. Let's go back to our service, stand or sit as you prefer, and we'll rehearse those words of truth that we call the creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let's pray. Let us pray. Lord, we offer prayers for the world that we may preserve it in its in the beautiful state that you gave it to us, the generations of your people. Lord, we pray for all people according to their needs, especially in those places of unrest and limited resources. We pray for Christian leaders, the Archbishop of Wales, our Bishop of Swansea and Brecon, and all the clergy in our ministry area and all their families. In our Anglican, and diocesan cycle of prayer for the ninth Sunday after Trinity. We pray for the Penn Aglin ministry area and the extra provincial churches. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray, Lord, that you give wisdom and peace to all our world's leaders. We pray the continuing war in Ukraine may soon be peaceably ended guide to our national and local leaders to do what is in the best interest of those they govern. 
We pray for our community. Give grace to us, our families, friends and neighbours, and may we serve Christ in one another and love as he loves us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We offer our prayers for those who suffer. Comfort and heal those who are suffering from illness and are in pain in mind and body. We pray for those in our personal thoughts and prayers. Hear us, Lord, as we remember those who have died recently and our own loved ones. Grant us with them everlasting light and peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for ourselves, Heavenly Father. We thank you for our blessings. May we put into practice what we have learned from today's service. Finally, in silence, we bring before you our own needs and concerns. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In the communion of St. David and all the saints, we commend ourselves and one another and all our life to you. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Trivia of the day. Do you know where the extra provincial churches are? No, I didn't either, so I looked them up. They're the ones where you haven't got the Anglican church in a separate province, like the church in Wales, or the Church of England, or up Canterbury, or York. And they are Ceylon, some churches in Spain and Portugal, and a place called the Falkland Islands. Now you know. So, love in all sincerity. Never pay back evil for evil. If possible, so far as it lies with you, live at peace with all. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And if you would like to greet one another, please do.
celebrate together the gifts and grace of God. We take this bread, we take this wine, to follow Christ's example and to obey his command. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. True and living God, the source of life for all creation, you have made us in your own image. Always and everywhere we give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. In your love for us, and in the fullness of time, you sent your Son to be the Saviour. The Word was made flesh. He lived among us, and we have seen his glory. For our sins and the sins of all the world, he suffered death on the cross. You raised him to life in triumph and exalted him in glory. Through him, you send your Holy Spirit upon your church and make us your people. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we praise your glorious name, saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. Blessed are you, almighty God, because on the night he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread. And when he had given you thanks, he broke it, gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. When he had given you thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come in glory. Therefore, loving God, recalling now the sacrifice of Christ your Son once for all upon the cross and the triumph of his resurrection, we ask you to accept this, our sacrifice of praise. Send your Holy Spirit on us and on these gifts that we may be fed with the body and blood of your Son and be filled with your life and goodness. Unite us in Christ and give us your peace that we may do your work and be his body in the world. Through him, with him, in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory are yours, Almighty Father, forever and ever. Amen. 
as our Saviour, Jesus Christ, has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Come, let us receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ given for us and feed on him in our hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
thanks to the Lord, for he is gracious. Holy Father, who gathered us here around the table of your Son to share this meal with the whole household of God. In that new world where you reveal the fullness of your peace, gather people of every race and language to share in the eternal banquet of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. God, who from the death of sin raised you to new life in Christ, keep you from falling, and set you in the presence of his glory with great joy. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Amen.